With extra sex. All the sex. <laughs> sex, 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 sex. This is the sexist episode of Riverdale. Not the sexist episode. Not, not as in sexism with an I. Sexest with an E. Sex hyphen E-S-T. The most sex episode of Riverdale. Every plot is sex this episode. Yeah, is it? It is not the sexiest well, it's not say, very it, sexy at all. I, yeah, I don't think it's really sexy, but is it like... I don't know if everything's the most sex as versus who, sex. Who is times. doing anything in this show that is not sex in this episode? A lot of them. Just Jughead, Jughead is the has... only running plot with no sex in it. And he's but... still talking about sex. They still find ways to squeeze in sex. Okay, but like... Several of them did not actually have sex. Most of them they don't have did sex. did sexy things. But all of their stories revolve around... Anyhow, we're talking about chapter 133, Stag, written by Ryan Terrebone, directed by Rob Seedenglands. Seedenglands. He's seeding them everywhere. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Rob had a hard time in middle school, one has to assume. Sorry. The entire clan, really. I Sorry, Rob. You made it through. Look at you now. It's okay. <laughs> my name is Rob Seedenglands. This is my son, Jerry Smith. <laughs> we fixed it. We fixed it. We solved the problem. This episode opens mm -hmm. with Miss Grundy hosting the Poetry Club. Yes. The Poetry Club is Archie, Betty, and Clay. That's it. That's all we got. And they are uh, reading... Or she's introducing them to Howl. Howl by Allen Ginsberg. Uh, and she's like, yeah, he was a beat poet. And Archie's like, what are the beats? <laughs> well, it's this vegetable. <laughs> so she starts describing the beat scene and naming them. And he knows none of these names. And Clay's like, aha, I have an idea. These guys were always fucking each other sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, that, that is absolutely Clay's approach. <laughs> and Betty says, I'm so proud of them. Good for them. I'm so happy to hear that. And Archie's like, uh, what? What? <laughs> what? What, is, what is sex? Clay has to define what heteronormativity is, because it is something, of course, the, the beats uh, pushed against. And literally say. Are actively pushing against. Yeah. It is 1955. And Clay literally says. The beats have a lot of sex, Archie. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, oh. I got to pay attention to oh. these guys. I've heard of that stuff. Oh. With this news, Archie asks Grundy if they're allowed to continue reading this poem. They're not only allowed to continue reading this, she has photographed copies to distribute to all of them, and they smell them. Archie, why are you smelling the poem? Did, like, printer ink have a certain smell back then? <laughs> Could you get high off of it? This is, I feel like this is a thing, actually. I feel like this was a thing. This is... This sounds like this would have been a thing. I, There's lots of lead lead in it or something. <laughs> so they're all like, yes! Let's this inhale that! This explains so much about Archie. Lots of, lots of uh, asbestos. Uh, I was going to save this for the end, but I want to say it while I'm still thinking of it. This episode turns Archie Andrews into an absolute cartoon. Yes! 
And he has been before, but like he has he has like a, a pretty sizable B plot for him to be just stripped down to the the two dimensional goofy cartoon Archie. It's very G Willikers. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think it's very funny how like oh oh what is sex? What is boobs? Archie is in this when like dude you're like stripping with your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is referenced several Which times. Which is referenced several times. Episode. So, like, it's very odd. I think this is just where Archie is now, where he lives ever since. In the musical, when uh, uh, Betty and Veronica find each other and they talk about, hey, maybe we can have relationships with more emotionally complex people. Yeah. They've made Archie very uncomplex. They, yes. He's <laughs> the least complex he's been in seven seasons. After, after their meeting ends, we go check in on uh, Tony and Cheryl. Yes. Who are outside the school looking at a pinup magazine. Fem, with... fem and in. Like well, not, three words. Not hyphens. yet. Not yet. Okay. They're looking at a different magazine. Okay. And then our good buddy Lizzo, who just yes. randomly fucking shows up in this show and has no storyline. Why the hell is she ever here? <laughs> uh, is like, oh, oh. No, check out this underground lesbian mag, girls. Mm-hmm. And then gives them... Femme and in. Yeah. Ooh, ooh the pun. It's it's a painful pun. Uh, and so they're very intrigued by this. Yeah. And then over in the locker room, mm-hmm. Julian comes out of the shower and is like, Okay, boys, got my hand on a stag film. He's got a skin flick and everyone's invited down to the barn. And Archie's like, what's that? <laughs> and that's it's a skin flick. It has naked women, Archie. They're performing sexual acts, Archie. Oh. oh. And like everyone, everyone's invited. Clay and uh, uh, Kevin invite themselves. Yeah. Well, they're originally just brought in to, hey, bring, bring the projector dudes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're like, hey... We want to actually, like, come and watch this, though. Why? So everyone thinks that they're not I, gay, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't... Maybe because they want to see boobs? I. It's not about the movie to me that no, I'm confused about. I, it's why do they want to hang out in the jerk-off barn with these people when they've been shown so content in their own company and with Tony and Cheryl and Betty and Veronica, like they have a really positive, tight-knit social circle. Why do they need all these fucking losers yeah. in their life? Well, it's more like, I don't know why they want to hang out with Julian. Exactly. Julian's going to be there. It's his barn. And so Julian's like, sure, I guess. I guess. If, if that's Bring what it takes projector. to get a projector, cool, whatever. Uh, I, I do love that he, he hypes up this movie by saying, quote, there's nothing they don't show. Oh, my. They're doing their taxes. Yeah. They go to Cambodia. They show everything they, there is. They paint their nails. <laughs> they grocery pa- shopping. They paint their walls. You see crowning. They, it goes the whole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's nothing they don't show. Uh, so we, uh. It's like the everything bagel. Oh, no, it's no. a lot of things bagel. Yeah. Come on now. It's not the everything bagel. That'd be actually really gross. It would be so gross. It it would kill you. (laughs) Probably. That's what everything everywhere all at once is about. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, 
So then we go to check in on Jughead, who, like, I don't feel like we've, like, had any story about in a while. <laughs> we did take a bit of a break. <laughs> Jughead goes to Mr. Fieldstone and finds that the comic book office is just dead. Fieldstone explains, like, yeah, we got this leather letter from Werther's that's mm-hmm. like, we need to follow this comic code or, like, we're going to get shut down. For the record, the last time there was, like, a real Jughead plot for an episode was was just, uh, what is this, 132? Just three episodes back when he and Ethel were uh, uh, selling their comps under the table for pure profit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> still a little while. Yeah. The great, even without the break, still a little mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, Werther's is bringing out the comic book code yes. of, you know, we can't have any of these things. And if, if you don't follow it, you can't have uh, our, our seal. And it's backed by the mayor and the principal and And the nun. Sisters of Quiet Mercy. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Fieldstone talks about how he won't stand for this. He spent two years in France shooting Nazis. So I guess he's also Jack Kirby, too. We're, we're going to put them all together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so there, there's going to be a meeting with them, and, and Jughead's definitely coming because he's gone up against Werther's before and can do it again. This grown man who's <laughs> insisting a teenager come fight his battle for him. <laughs> this, this grown veteran of a foreign war who is having the child argue on his behalf. Yes. Because the kids got spunk, you know? Yeah. We're, we're finally getting... The, the episode that I thought we would have gotten a dozen episodes yes, ago. It took a very long time to get to this. <laughs> uh, so Tony and Cheryl have had some time with that new magazine and mm-hmm. have decided, hey, we should do our own pinup shoot. Yeah, we should do some boudoir photography. And Tony's like, oh man, I got a camera with a timer. Very important. And Cheryl's like, yeah, and then I can turn them into paintings. <laughs> Because that's normal. They're going to, like, take all a whole bunch of pictures and they're going to find the, the one they like most to recreate in oils in the style of an exploitation pulp novel cover. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Just make yourself a fox again. Come on, man. <laughs> Bring back Fox Cheryl. Uh, so Cheryl knows the perfect place, though, for them to do this photo shoot, yes. and that is Thornhill Chapel. Let's desecrate a con- uh, let, let's uh, desecrate a, a church. Hell yes. Well, she's like, no one goes there in my unholy family. It's totally mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. We'll be left alone. Uh, so Clay and Kevin are uh, sneaking the projector out of the movie theater, and Veronica's like, they get caught Boys. by the boss. How many times have I told you you can watch your wrestling films here after hours? You as don't long need as you to, clean up. <laughs> like, you don't need to steal my equipment. Just, like, wipe things down. And, don't be gross. And they explain that this is not for personal use. This, this is for a special exhibition in a barn with a sheet up over a line. And Veronica, like she is about everything, is like, oh my gosh, well, we can do a special uh, private showing here. She uh, talks about this movie as a smoky and then explains uh, the etymology of, of people in, like, uh, uh, smoke-choked back rooms with hot toddies. And this is the third or fourth time so far in this episode where someone has just suddenly spoken the the dictionary definition <laughs> of obsolete pornography. Yeah. 
because all those young kids out there won't know what we're talking about. <laughs> and that's why we call him a total smoke show. No, it's not, but we can pretend. So, uh, Tony and Cheryl are having a great time doing a their little photo time. shoot. We get a nice uh, montage of it getting spicier and spicier. Uh, I I love the the like mechanical tangible mechanism of this camera and the timer. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun. Uh, the the noise it makes is very good, but also yes, this is the sexiest moment of the sexest episode. I would say. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. One of their uh, shots is posing with their copy of The Cost of Pepper, if you'll recall from so long ago. Yeah, yeah, it is. They've kept that around. It would it would be very funny if this was the one they decided to paint, and it was like Pulpception. Yeah. 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 But oh. over at Babylonium. Yes. Uh, Betty has shown up because Veronica invited her to come watch <laughs> the stag film. And Betty's so excited because she's wanted to see one ever since she read about it in that book. And she's wearing her little going out gloves and her overcoat. She's adorable. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Veronica introduces the movie. Why is she not charging? Because she wants to see. I mean, she charged for the popcorn. Okay. That's where she all makes right. her, yeah, her it's, money. It's all in concessions. Yeah, it's in the yeah. concessions. Okay, okay, there She'd we go. She'd show the movie for free to the select group, mm-hmm. which then means she can see it, and then everyone else just has to buy their own snacks. There we go. This is yeah. a business. That's my yeah. Veronica. Yeah. Um, so she does the big introduction. We find out that this film is called The Wedding Night. And boy, it's the whole thing. Yes, it's supposed to be everything. So, so the movie starts, and you got, you know, a bride being carried in over the threshold, and then taking off her veil and stuff behind, like, the, the fake wall curtain thing, whatever mm-hmm, you want to call mm-hmm. it. And then she steps out. The changing screen. The girl steps out in her, like, you know, undies. And Veronica, or Betty's like, oh my god, stop the film! <laughs> that is my sister! <laughs> and so Veronica shouts up to the booth, like, hey, Clay, cut it. <laughs> and everyone just starts shouting boo boo they're throwing their popcorn they're so upset so we've i, I guess either ushered everyone out or put on a cartoon for them but <laughs> betty and veronica tom and jerry are murdering each other uh, uh during this scene why not uh, i like to think that like it's okay we got we got a new cartoon re- reel for you like you guys enjoy this it's steamboat willie specifically steamboat willie he loves pornography it's his favorite uh so betty and veronica are up in Veronica's room, mm-hmm. uh, and we're catching up on how long has it been since you saw Polly? <laughs> and how much of her did you see? Now, they, they stopped the movie in the first minute. Yes. Um, so it's been a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betty thought she she was a dancer on Broadway, because that's what her parents have said, and she's like, well, maybe I should, like, call her. Yeah, yeah. So she calls in the middle of the night after Mama is asleep. Yes. I guess it is the middle of the night. Uh, when she came to the movie, uh, I did like the line, I had to wait for my mom to take her sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's like, hey, Polly, like, we, we need to talk. Uh, which does lead to Polly um, agreeing to come to Riverdale. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next day, um, Tony is developing photos at school. She is a wizard in this dark room, wherever it may be. It kind—it it does not look like a home dark room. This looks 
like it's maybe at a school. Um, and in the locker room, Julian's like, hey, hey guys, like, uh, or no, to Archie and Reggie, he's like, hey, I got Kevin and Clay to loan me a different projector, mm-hmm. and, and I got a different film that you can watch. I'll, I'll loan it all to you for, like, two bucks. Certified strangers, I promise. No one's going to get a, in a twist about it. Yeah. Julian invents video rental. Yes. He's got the idea. There yes. we go. Just comes with the equipment, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's like, you know, if you still want to see some things, this is what to see. And Archie and Reggie are so horny for it. There's two ladies in this one at the same time. Oh. Betty updates Veronica. At the locker. They're like, hey, I talked to Polly. She's coming to Riverdale. We're going to meet at Pops later. Um, Anyway, she does burlesque now. And and she says these (laughs) horny movies, she she doesn't do them anymore. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, burlesque, not Broadway. Uh, Her stage name is Polly Amorous. And Veronica knows all about Polly Amorous. Quote, she's the berries. I'm going to flip. Yes. She's the berries. Veronica's big fan. Big fan. She's never actually seen her before perform. She just, like, loves her press. She talks about her being in the trades. Is Variety Magazine covering the burlesque circuit now? Or, Veronica or then, rather? apparently follows all forms of performance. Yes. Uh, and all, like, coverage about them. And that's why she has no time to actually go out and see them for herself. Yeah. Um, she, she does, like, it dawns on her, though, and she's like, Betty, is this why your mom's so afraid of SEX? <laughs> what I thought is, is this what your mom was so afraid of? An a- alleged possible journalist finding out about the family because an unexpected person won Miss Teen Queen Riverdale? Maybe, but I much prefer my idea of, like, twins, twins separated at birth. Much better. Much better. So Cheryl and Tony mm-hmm. are just straight up looking at all their pinup photos that they took of themselves outside at school. They're very confident. At this point, they've been through it all. What What is left to lose? And Tony's like, you know, that magazine publishes amateur photos if you want to submit them. And Cheryl's like, maybe after fucking high school. (laughs) We are underage. (laughs) And the pictures always will be, for the record. And then she decides on what one she's going to paint. Yes. (laughs) So weird. So, like, what? (laughs) Look, paint is artistic. Magazines are commercial. What I love is, as we will see later, she's not just painting like a little 8x10 that can easily be hidden. (laughs) We are painting a giant fucking canvas. This is going to the National Portrait Gallery. (laughs) Something that would be very hard to hide, and not that we ever try hiding it in this entire episode. We put it in a building where my mom will never go. Oh, wait. (laughs) Guess where someone's gonna go later. Uh, so, meanwhile, Mm -hmm. uh, Drughead goes to see Veronica and is like, hey, I know you don't like comics, but you're, like, the city's top negotiator, and I need your help. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Freedom of speech is under attack. We all know that Veronica Lodge is the guardian of Paradigm City. She pilots the big O, cast in the name of God, ye not guilty. Everyone knows this. Yes. 
Uh, so yeah, he he explains the whole code that's coming down mm-hmm. and, and how you know they're trying to ban all this stuff. And she looks through it all and is like, "Wow, this is even worse than the Hayes Code for movies." You know, let me explain that one too. <laughs> also. Just like with the Hayes Code and various things, we're not defining some of this enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She reads some selections from from uh, the, this a preview document, I guess, that, that Jughead has. Uh, and they are like actual elements of the historic comic yes. book code from yes. the, the Comics Code Authority. Such as you like, you know, banning the words horror and terror on the cover and right. uh, you know, violence and Sexy times. They never mention in this episode that uh, uh, all, like, law enforcement and other agents of the state have to be heroes at all times. Yeah, that one doesn't get mentioned. I've... It's very much focused on the... It's the sexy and the spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Sexy and spooky. So, she offers up her advice, mm-hmm. which is first, don't get the gringles. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, you're, you're going to need a, a course of penicillin if you get the gringles. Your stomach will get all grumbly, like, <laughs> don't do it. Uh, but her, her big advice is, like, th- this is not a code. This is a proposal, all right? We got to meet him at the bargaining table and uh, uh, see, see what we can get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make a counter proposal. Yes. You can do it. Um, that That's all her help. She's she's not gonna like go. She's not gonna actually go be a negotiator for them. Right. She, she her involvement in this plot is by correspondence only. Yep. <laughs> this is her 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 free work. Yeah. She's consulting. Uh, so Betty meets Polly at Pops, mm-hmm. and and she hands over the film canister of the wedding night, and Polly takes it, and they both touch it like it is contagious, like they're gonna catch the Gringles. Yes. Those Gringles, you don't want them. It's very itchy. They did steal Christmas. Uh, but he's like, why, why did you make this film? And while she was new in town and she got caught up in, with a shady character who he, she didn't really understand how shady he was and there were lies and but that's all behind her. She, she regrets it. And basically the, the conversation here is porn? Boo, no, bad. Burlesque? Yay, we love it. Everyone's favorite. Yeah. And so she explains that she, uh... Uh, went to audition for the Rockettes, but she wasn't tall enough. Yes. <laughs> um, and then she saw Gypsy Rose Lee perform, mm-hmm. and she knew that's what she wanted to do. Yes. Uh, and Betty's like, you know, I once dabbled in burlesque, too. Uh, you it, did not. <laughs> it was a private show for, for Archie through our windows. It was not. Okay. <laughs> what? That is, like, the most embarrassing thing you could ever tell, like, your estranged sister seeing her for the first time. That is something you tell her when you're both drunk. (laughs) You don't tell her, like, hey, haven't seen you in, like, three years. You know, I showed him mine and he showed me his. Over a plate of onion rings at the restaurant where everyone in town is at all times. What the fuck? (laughs) All I want is for, like, Pop to walk by at that moment. Like, okay, here's your milkshake. (laughs) These kids say the shittiest... Like, what? Are they all idiots? (laughs) No one has a brain cell in this town. (laughs) Well, no, his granddaughter skipped town. That's the last one. She took it with her. Yep. Uh, So then, you know, she is like, well, you know, how how much does 
does mom and dad know? And like, well, they don't know about the porn. Yeah, yeah. In, but in fact, she's made it her mission to to get every copy of the print of the wedding night and burn them. Yes. This might be the very last one in the world. Uh, but they do know about her being polyamorous. Uh, the stage the name. The stage name. <laughs> Uh, she, she invited them to, like, her, her performance years ago, and they stayed for a couple minutes and left. Yeah, she uh, says they stayed for five before walking out without a word, and that's about 15 minutes longer than I would have expected. Yes. <laughs> She's like, yeah, and then I heard mom was telling everyone I was doing guys and dolls, so, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we know where that relationship went. You know who else is doing guys and dolls? Hmm. All the beat poets! All the beat poets! <laughs> We're so proud of them. Good for them. She's like, yeah, so, you know, I, I booked uh, a room at the hotel. Mm -hmm. uh, the Cozy something. It had a weird, it had a funny name. It ain't the five seasons, so who cares? You know, because she's not setting foot in that house. She, not that she'd be welcome, but exactly, like she's not yeah. doing it. So she's like, you know, I'm here. It's for like Christmas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she's like, so I'm here for the night. Like, let's hang out. Let's, mm -hmm. like, do each other's nails or something. <laughs> And then uh, Betty's like, well, actually, you want to meet uh, my my friend who's a girl who's obsessed with you? Loves burlesque. From afar. It's so strange that they make her Polly's biggest fan, but also has not seen a show. Never, she just loves the press. Never fucking seen her. You'd think they could have been like, you know, I saw her once years ago when she was getting started. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When I was 13. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's Maybe why. Maybe that's Maybe it. Maybe that's why. <laughs> so, so after the commercial, we come back and and they are, uh, the the. But it could have been a great time to drop like one of Veronica's beat poet friends and yes. like, oh yes, we went to the burlesque last time I was in New York City together, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we saw her. They could have done it. They could have, but they but didn't. They didn't. So we rejoin uh, the the Cooper sisters uh, in Veronica's living room, uh, and it turns out that there there are big things happening in Polly's world. She's yes. about to embark on this European tour. She's engaged. She's engaged to a man named Langley Huggles. She's gonna be Polly Huggles. <laughs> Polly Amorous Huggles. He's a stockbroker. He sure is. I don't think Langley Huggles is a is a reference to any like deep lore in in Archie comics. They just made up this fucking name. This is a fake man they made. It's a fake man. They made a fake man. I'm like trying to think of like okay, Hagley Luggles. Is that <laughs> like the person? <laughs> How would it have been slightly changed? <laughs> but but. Because of this new tour. Is it, is it their way to try to have Langston Hughes? Langley fa Huggles? Famous stockbroker, Langston <laughs> Hughes. But but ahead of this new tour, of course, uh, Polly has some, some new material to work out to test on the stage. Uh, so it's a good thing that she's offered an exclusive one-night-only engagement at the Babylonium. Yep. And Betty seems to think, oh, maybe Mom will come because it's Why? in town. Why would she do this? I don't know. Why would she come to... You have so much more hope of being like, oh, maybe mom will want to come and like have dinner before the show or do something 
after the show? Why is the show the thing? Maybe you should tell mom you're getting married. She might like that. <laughs> um, which uh, Polly er, does ask Betty to be her maid of honor. Yes. Yeah. Her sister's been out of her life for years. Yeah. Like, because of her mom's doing and interference, mm-hmm. right? She has to, like, dig uh, uh, and, and do some detective work just to get that phone number to kick th- all this off. But to still be like, yeah, you're, now that we're talking for the first time since you've been in high school, I want you to be my maid of honor instantly. What? What a commitment. What That's a co- sisterhood. Yes. yes. What if Betty didn't call her? What if? Uh, so meanwhile, uh, Archie and Reggie are setting up the projector. They're setting up the projector. They are in the garage at the Andrews home with a sheet over a rope. And, and they're like, this is going to be the best $2 we've ever spent. They say this while cupping each other's faces in one another's hands. We'll also say tonight we become men. The traditional pre-porn ritual is to grab your bro tenderly by the face and gaze into his eyes. Tonight. We become men. I've done it many Together. Time. Yes. Here in this garage <laughs> with a smelly sheet. <laughs> it's about to get a lot smellier. Anyhow, uh, they turn on the movie and the first question that reaches both of their minds is, hey, where's the girls at? Because it's dudes that are going to wrestle. It is straight up a wrestling movie. We've heard about wrestling movies twice and now we see one. They're wrestling. And they're getting into it. <laughs> and I love the back and forth between them. Because, like, uh, what? Like, Archie's like, what? what is this? Reggie's like, I don't Maybe, Maybe they're going to fight over a girl? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so both of them know they're supposed to turn off the softcore gay porn disguised as wrestling. But neither of them really want to, so they keep making these very strange faces like, like uh, maybe to should, themselves and to one another. Maybe we should give it another minute and see if a girl comes in? Like, yeah, 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 let's yeah, do yeah, that. Let's, do, let's, let's do that. Let's see. It'll be okay. Like, the sheer, like, eroticism for eroticism's sake is getting to them. Mm-hmm. And this movie is a 90-second loop because the, the end... <laughs> The end of this scene is a rear shot with, like, the two of them in silhouette, mystery science theater style, basically, in front of the screen. And it's the exact same uh, uh, shots as the start of the movie. This is a very short wrestling film. Um. (laughs) So we cut away to uh, Cheryl painting her portrait in the the chapel. The fastest painter alive. My God, Cheryl. That's why before in that one episode she could go into business, like, selling fakes. (laughs) She's super fucking fast at it. She paints like Data the Android. Uh, And then we cut back to the boys who are now laying in their twin beds next to each other. Mm -hmm. Like, wow. Uh, Do you think those guys are? Yeah. Do you think they? Yeah, probably. Some guys are like that. Like, (laughs) are are Kevin and Clay? I think so. Yeah. And, and did you know there's, like, an in-between? And Reggie asks, what do you mean, an in-between? And Archie explains, well, like the beat poets, there's, there's a little wiggle room to explore. <laughs> we were talking about this with Miss Grundy at school. <laughs> you know, they explore with their buddies. 
to try it on for size. He says with their buddies. And He's Red- a cartoon man. And Bo- Reggie just shoots up. I take a cold shower. So do I. But like after you. I'll wait. <laughs> ridiculous ridiculous comic scene i'm just waiting like that boy's gonna get an oscar nomination this year i'm sure that he's gonna get an oscar nomination this year fucking get an oscar nomination he's been robbed i know they already screwed him out of a bafta so fuck them but like my god so yeah, we did see May December uh, after talking about it in the last episode. Y'all should see May December just he's, with Charles Melton alone. He's phenomenal in it's, that. It's a really good movie. I enjoyed it, but he's by far the best part. No, no question. He is so good. <laughs> I did enjoy it, but I also, oh my god, th- that was one of the, a movie that made me feel icky. <laughs> it's so. Icky. There are so many things that I was like, oh, oh, how no. <laughs> He's, no! He's this tragic little man who's simultaneously 14 and 36. Yeah. Not even like a synthesis between them. He just is both. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. Which is an amazing performance to deliver. But he's being screwed over by these two horrible monster women. In yes. His life. Oh my God. <laughs> you don't even know how awful they are, like in general and to him, but it just keeps getting worse <laughs> it's so much it's so much that was a movie that just made me feel <laughs> Ugh. but it's great he's great in it he just charles melton oscar nominee i can feel it i need it he freaking needs it he's so good at it so they were so they were rushed to school the very next morning, yes. and uh, Archie Re- slams no, no Reggie 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 slams Julian against the locker, and then Archie like pins him with his forearm in place. because uh, it's all a prank. He gave him the the wrestling movie as is it's <laughs> the look like, on your oh, faces. Oh, aren't you two in love with each other anyways? Like, yeah, I'm a jerk. Like, yes, we all know you're a jerk. He gives them their $2 refund and ha 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 ha, you assholes. And he's like, you know, I got this other film. I, I could lend it to you. He's, he, somehow, he's Lucy with the football, but for porn. Yes. And they fall for it. They will take this one gratis after Archie asks, what's that mean? And Reggie whispers, it means it's free. <laughs> I, I Archie's love... a cartoon. He knows nothing. But here's the thing. I absolutely love Archie and Reggie together like yes! this. I love them in their little antics. Archie the has dynamic. Needed, Archie has needed a bro through the whole show. It's something we've been so frustri- frustrated with regarding Jughead. Yes, because like he's not like Archie has no bro. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. have Jughead. They don't even talk. Jughead is primarily a solo character in uh, an ensemble show. Yes. So often. Yes. Archie's never had a bro until now. Yeah. Uh, so over in the girls' locker room, mm-hmm. uh, Veronica announces to everyone uh, that Polyamorous is going to be performing at the Babylonium. And Tony's like, who the fuck's that? No one knows who she is. And Betty says, oh, it's my big sister Polly. She's going to do burlesque. And everyone's like... 
Yeah, okay, sounds fun, I guess. Cool. I'm down. I have no expectations for this. I haven't heard of this shit. I don't know your sister. I think it's weird that it's your sister, but yeah, I'll go. And I think it's very funny that Evelyn is suddenly not here. <laughs> she was in so much of last week's episode, and this time she's like, mm, not around. She, not around to be upset about this. She got mono. Well, she's busy with the cult. That definitely exists. Uh, so Jughead is in the meeting, uh-huh. uh, about the comics. <laughs> Principal's like, shouldn't you be in class? <laughs> He's like, it's my lunch period, sir. So, so, yeah, it is Jughead and Mr. Fieldstone seated at a desk and standing behind the desk are, uh, Principal Featherhead. The Do- nun. Dr. Werther's, yes, nameless nun from the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Yeah. And then, and then just standing by the window looming is Mayor Blossom. Not yes. Just here, but not really here. Yes. <laughs> Where's the sheriff? He used to be in, like, the cabal of evil authority members. He's sad. He's Because too- he's getting a divorce. He's just too divorced to be cracking down on illicit literature these yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they read off a bunch of the language mm-hmm. from the code. Pointing out how vague it is, like, th- this whole thing about vampires, the undead, and in all, like, paraphernalia. Like, stakes. And ju- so Jughead asks, what about wooden stakes? If Super Duck uses a wooden stake to, say, pitch a tent, would that be allowed? <laughs> like, it's all about the context, Mr. Jones. Yeah, but it doesn't say. And then uh, Mr. Fieldstone reads another passage about uh, the banning of illicit postures, but these postures are never described in the text. Uh, Sister, would you and and the principal here perhaps demonstrate these postures just so we know what to avoid? (laughs) (laughs) This woman is 75 years old. (laughs) Uh, so you know this this violates free speech, mm-hmm. and you know they're all like, no, no, we must protect the children. The children must be protected. Uh, I I do like when uh, Jughead points out that like, okay, there's these bans on the the obscene and the lurid and some other uh, synonyms, but who defines those things? And again. As a reminder from when I thought this plot was going to kick off, it was the publishers of Archie Comics who had higher-ranking positions in the Comics Code Authority who defined those terms. Yes. They are reversing history in a very frustrating way. So, uh, Mr. Fieldstone and Jughead lay out uh, their uh, compromise, a rating system. Yeah, the ESRB is their, comp- is their counter-offer. What if we have them labeled T for teen? And A for adults. And they're like, well, that's going to make them more desirable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, what kid wouldn't want to buy the one that says it's for adults? Which is a real thing that people say about, you know, they did their homework, I guess. But then you can't sell it to them. <laughs> but they're like, you know, this was never in negotiation. Nope. This, this was just a courtesy because all of their competitors have already agreed to this code. This small town school counselor has a lot of influence. Yes. This story, taken to this level, like, once it rejoins actual history, makes no sense without the, like, congressional hearings. When you skip that bit, this becomes nonsense. The entire country is going (laughs) to follow my code. (laughs) Uh, so, so yeah, they're like, mm, if you don't agree to it, you're just not going to be able to publish or sell anything across the entire country. Mm-hmm. 
the one sensible thing is they keep the fact that it wasn't about banning. It's just that no one who sells books would sell them without the approval. Yeah. It's a, a matter of the distribution network agreed to this. So the producers had to de facto. Yep. Which is why Disney comics never got submitted because uh, the the. People who ran newsstands were like, okay, but I'm still going to sell uh, uh, Donald Duck comics. Come yeah, on. Like, well, fuck. Yeah. I'm not going to like not do that. Yeah. Uh, so over at the school, it's time for Grundy Club. Grundy Club. Uh, and so she's like, you know what? What were your thoughts on Howl now that you've had a chance to read it all? And Clay starts by saying a lot of words that Archie knows maybe half of. I also said Clay says a lot of words. <laughs> and Archie looks like when I'm talking to the dog. <laughs> uh-huh. And so then when she's like, Archie, what did you think? He's like, I couldn't sleep after I read it. Because <laughs> there were words. Also, it took way too long. I couldn't. <laughs> it was time to come to school by the time I finished reading it. And so Miss Grundy jumps in with something about how her husband says you can't be a real poet without living. And Archie says, aw, gee, aw, shucks, I'm a square, though. I don't do nothing. I've never, I never fought a bear with my bare hands or anything cool like that. I can't be a poet. And Clay's like... I haven't been to the war. Like, what am I going to write about? And Clay's like, well, maybe it's not about, uh... Maybe it's not about what you do, but, like, what you're open to with other people. You know, and maybe more than one person. Is Clay trying to seduce Archie? (laughs) Maybe? Is Clay just trying to suggest that, hey, someone needs to seduce Archie? I think he's really invested in Archie getting some. And, like, would be very down with it being possibly with a man, possibly with more than one person. He should be saying this to Betty, like, all right, we're going to flip a coin, you know? One of us. (laughs) One of us. Maybe both of us. Who knows? (laughs) So so instead, Miss Grundy talks about uh, uh, an experience she likes to have. Date night with her husband. <laughs> oh, we drink a lot of coffee. We talk about a lot of stuff. And we stay up until the sunrise. Talking. Only talking. I hope on a weekend. And she's like, the experience. Like, have you ever seen a sunrise? After staying up all night, Archie? And he says no. <laughs> and she's like, well, Betty, what did you think about it? She's like, you know, I'm only halfway through. <laughs> I'm in the A plot this week. I gotta, I gotta level with I'm you. Busy. I'm busy. Um, busy. There's this whole, there's this whole thing happening. So Betty goes home, mm-hmm. and uh, Alice is there. With, Alice has entered the episode. With what can I do for you, Elizabeth? And she's like, oh, like I wanted to see if you wanted to join me and my friends at the theater. Polly's here performing burlesque. This does not go over well. No. And she's like, when were you ever going to tell me that Polly's not on Broadway? And she's like, never. Like, she was going <laughs> to die. And then you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Betty throws out, well, did you know she's engaged? And she's living her life without us because of you. Mm-hmm. Because you're awful. With a normal man with a normal job and a highly abnormal name. And she's like, you know, burlesque is like, looked highly upon she's very famous and Mm -hmm. alice is like i don't care that the show's just for girls i don't care if it was for the virgin mary i'm not going Mm -hmm. 
So Betty rises in her moment of of proud and pure defiance with the the sunrise illuminating her uh, in in this like pure and and floral bright glow of of indignation. Uh, So we go check in with Archie and Reggie who are getting ready to watch the other film. Take three. Here we go. Third time's the charm. And there are lady legs. There are lady legs in this one. And there the... are two ladies and a dude. And just when they're about to smooch, uh, the film hangs up and the bulb burns through it. And, <laughs> and Reggie shouts, what am I supposed to do now? I'm horny as heck. And Archie's like, me too, Reggie. But I've got a wild idea. <laughs> it's a little racy. But if you're up for it, and we fade out to commercial. <laughs> and when we come back, Archie has taken Reggie to go see Twyla. Twyla Twist, last scene, trying to screw Kevin straight in a real fucked up episode. Uh, and so she's like, oh, well, who's gonna go first? Or do you both want to come in at the same time? And they, they both go in at the same time and sit down on the bed while holding their coats. Yeah, while holding their coats over their crotches like they're embarrassed about their erections at the prostitute's house. <laughs> she knows. They were literally She's aware. sitting in a hallway with a red table lamp. It's her it's a professional concern of hers that it it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so uh Archie and Reggie, I guess, are participating in a threesome. Best bros. When, when Best friends forever, honestly. Like, that's that's how you make them. Ride or die, baby. Ride simultaneously, and maybe together they will die. <laughs> Someone's gonna fall off and hit something. <laughs> <laughs> they do everything perfectly mirrored, like the, that one episode of Eva. <laughs> <laughs> so, over at the Babylonium, uh, Veronica introduces Polly, mm-hmm. and she she comes out... And I realize how fucking tiny the Babylonium stage is, which means it has the fucking smallest movie screen in existence. I, it's a much wider stage when they do Rocky Horror. It's this tiny little proscenium for, for polyamorous, Does though. it have fucking moving walls? <laughs> I'm so confused. It's so small. So, yeah, Polly, Polly's out there performing. Mm-hmm. She comes out in this white sequined uh, uh, gown, a sleeveless gown, uh, to perform Rose's Turn from Gypsy. Yeah. The 1959, slightly predicting the future, uh, a musical about the life of her personal idol, Gypsy Rosalie. <laughs> maybe she wrote it in this world. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. The song specifically is Rose's Turn. It is the big finale where uh, Gypsy's mother, Mama Rose, has a big nervous breakdown. Uh, the, the first of Stephen Sondheim's classic uh, nervous breakdown songs, like, say, Franklin Shepard Inc. from Merrily We Roll Along, or uh, Losing My Mind from Follies, one of my personal favorites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He made it. It was basically a, a subgenre of his work, the nervous breakdown song. Um, so everyone's loving it, mm-hmm. but as she's performing, Betty starts to see herself as Polly. Yes. She starts to see herself on the stage performing. She, like, if you took a stopwatch to it, she does most of it. She does She does most more of it, it than Polly from yes. us, the television viewers' perspective. Yes. 
Uh, we also cut to Alice at home looking through a box of clippings she has saved of Polly. That's a Polly lot Amherst. of clippings for a for career she doesn't support and in fact despises. Well, and a career that no one like knows about in the town. Yeah. Like if there's that many things that you can get a hold of that talk about her in it, you think someone else in town would know. Well, this is spooky nighttime nightmare land that this is happening. Maybe it's non-literal because Penelope is also here walking through the background uh, uh, that then deposits her into the chapel where she sees the the uh, boudoir photography oil painting. Yes, and is shocked. <laughs> shocked. So we cut back to the show and we cut back and forth between it being Polly and Betty on the stage performing this number. Right, right. So Betty Polly is singing the parts of the song that are performance numbers. Most mm-hmm. of those mm-hmm. parts. Uh, uh, whereas Alice is taking the parts that are much more uh, of the internal monologue, the frustration, the, oh, these ungrateful kids, I gave them everything I had and more, they'd be nothing without me. Yeah. Bits of Rose's turn. And it... It works. It's fine. The song is obviously a lot uh, more powerful when all of those things are coming from one person as intended, but that's specific to a plot they're not doing anything even close to, so yeah. that wouldn't work either. Uh, so so after it ends, everyone, you know, applauds and mm-hmm, is standing mm-hmm. ovation, and they go backstage with Polly, Betty, and Veronica. I wanted to make a note of the hair the sisters have. Oh, okay. So uh, the the way Polly's hair is up is something I associate with Bernadette Peters. Okay. I, that's Bernadette Peters' hair to me. Okay, yeah. However, the hair Betty has is the hairstyle Bernadette Peters had as Mama Rose. Yeah. In uh, the revival of Gypsy around 2002, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. I did not notice this. But... I always notice this. Okay. <laughs> I did not. I was too focused on how small the fucking stage was. <laughs> Just gonna say. Um, but yeah, so backstage, they, they're all like, that was incredible. Oh my God. They mention how not undressed she gets during during this yes. act. Well, if you're good enough, you, it's it's more imagination than, than reveal. Oh. All she loses is the gloves. And her shaw. Yeah. <laughs> Betty has lost more in a lot of other scenes. Yes! <laughs> uh, and so Polly makes a whole speech, though, to Betty of like, you know, just promise me when you find what you love, you, you'll you'll do it and you won't let mom or anyone else stop you. Mm-hmm. What is it that Betty loves? Sex. I'm angering her mother, I think, is the, the real thing. So you know what's a good thing for her to love? Burlesque. Yeah. 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 Uh... Cars? Feminine liberation, but without a real strong, like, practical or theoretical undergirding. Yes. She's just kind of taken wild swings at it. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, good for her, but maybe read a couple other books. <laughs> just just for some direction. Uh, so then we go visit Reggie and Archie, mm-hmm. who, after uh, their fun time with Twyla, have come to the steps of the school to watch the sun come up. Yep. Archie and his husband, just like his teacher. And Archie's like, wow, Miss Grundy was right. Uh, you know, the sunrise really, really is something. And, and 
you know, now that we've expanded our horizons, it seems like anything is possible at this point. They turn and say directly to camera and with a, a subtitle that reads, like, update shipping charts now. And Archie's like, I love you, Reggie. And Reggie's like, I love you, bud. They love each other. They love each other. Having this time with Twyla has allowed them to take down their their masculine facades yes. and, and give their love to their bros. Their balls touched, and that was okay. <laughs> the world didn't end. So over in Thornhill, uh, Cheryl is witness to a murder. A painting murder. Her painting has been slashed. All of the photos. My God, there's a lot of them. Tony was busy. <laughs> Our... Thrown about the chapel. All that equipment ain't cheap. No. Those are large format exposures. And so she rushes into the breakfast room where Penelope and Julian are. And Penelope's like, oh, something wrong? Perhaps you should go pray about it in the chapel. (laughs) You suck. And so then she goes to Tony and is like, hey. Do you have the negatives? I have a really crazy plan to shut up my parents once and for all. And I think that my guess is we are submitting those to the Mm -hmm. magazine. I'm going to make my mom so upset by being naked at people. Yep. (laughs) Like, okay, it makes her upset, but it doesn't really hurt her. Like, she doesn't care about you enough (laughs) for that to hurt her. Betty comes down to the kitchen. Yes. And Alice is like, oh, I didn't hear you come in. I assume Polly's back to New York. So Betty is here to pick a fight and win. She, like, in this entire conversation, just keep in mind that every there are several points where Alice tries to, to step uh, to the side, tries to get around Betty to leave the kitchen, but she's penned in. She's held and quartered like an animal. Betty tells her mother to stop sabotaging the family mm-hmm. uh, and that calls her a sad, lonely woman mm-hmm. and that she's not giving any more power over her life to her. And also tells her that she thinks she's going to follow in her sister's footsteps Mm -hmm. doing burlesque, but maybe she'll take all of her clothes off. We just call that stripping. And like, you know what? You can't do anything about it because I'm going to be far away. I'm not going to be here anymore. You're going to be alone. And Alice slaps her the fuck in the face. And Betty's like, "Mm, well, I'm surprised it took you that long. While you can read on Alice's face, she's shocked and horrified at herself that she's gotten to this point. And Betty's like, I knew you would. Mm -hmm. This is the person you are. I see it. And she just walks away, leaving Alice to twist in the wind in her emotionally vulnerable state. Yes. Who's going to help with that? Not Hal. No. No. Jughead is over at Veronica's. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, updating her on what happened and basically, like, you know, what what can they do now? They don't follow it. Their comics can't get published or sell. Uh, he's very down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she's, like, comforting him, but also yeah, there's no solution yeah. to it. Right. But then... Sometimes in business, you get, you, you dealt a, belt, a bad hand. You gotta keep doing something. And then it takes a really weird turn. Yeah. Where everyone yeah. is like, here we are again. Alone. And he repeats, here we are again. And they look at each other and like, like they had a really nice, cute relationship for what? An episode and a half. Yeah. And uh, uh, it got busted up when they didn't see eye to eye on 
his work. Yeah. His work is now illegal. So there is nothing standing between them. <laughs> and he even says, like, man, we really, like, you know, screwed it up last time, didn't we? And she's like, yeah, we did. And then they fucking make out. They make out. And, and like, I'm like, but aren't, aren't you with Betty? <laughs> I'm so fucking confused. Veronica can be a beat. I guess. We're beating off all over the place. Does Betty know that? <laughs> Does Betty know that's what your relationship is? Well, she lost the, the coin flip with Clay, so she's also making out. We just don't see it. And so we end the episode with Jughead and Veronica fucking making out. Jughead and Veronica are making out. Which I did not see coming ever no, again. Yeah, I yeah. did not see them reconciling. We really enjoyed that episode and I really them being together i thought it was a really fun dynamic mm-hmm. i thought it was nice and then i was like okay it's over we're never gonna touch on that again that was a fun little thing we explored it, it is interesting that they have had a chance will they take it will it go this way i don't know but they have had a chance to like reflect on the issues they had they know what they're getting into and maybe it won't be a problem they'll, they'll have a chance at getting over that hump when it comes in another episode and a half oh my guess. not that there's that many episodes left to, to hump over i just i i guess i mean there's a lot of other humping going on twilight's a professional <laughs> of all the twilights this is the best twilight i mean the other one was very murdery you yeah know? It's, well, it's not a high bar I mean, yeah, I guess this is better Twyla than Twyla that was earlier in this season. Yes, which is the same Twyla, but used for much better purpose. She's more into, ah, yes, two consenting young men. Mm -hmm. This is fine. Not adults. Important. Like, that word does not enter into... Nope. (laughs) They're, what, 17, I think, now? I guess. (laughs) So what did you think of this episode? I enjoyed this episode. This was a lot of fun. Uh, The best part of the episode was Archie and Reggie (laughs) doing the broadest comedy. Like, they're doing fucking double takes out here. But with such earnestness and and commitment that you gotta love it. It's the stuff that, like, last week's episode with, like, all the boys in the diner and all the reactions and just, like, how fun it was to watch was what all their stuff was. Right. It's just so, like... When comical we, and great when we talked about it at the time we were saying things like oh what a great way to get your your hit of these people yeah. in two minutes but you know they'll they'll have their complexities back they'll have other moods once they're a full episode plot not necessarily <laughs> and it still fucking works yes because these two just commit they commit so they're good. very good at this acting and i mean i kind of love really just playing into this dynamic of Archie's an idiot mm-hmm. and Reggie knows things, but is still also an idiot. And and I have to see uh, the recommitment of, of Jughead and Veronica, Jughead and Veronica take two, in the light of, hey, the possibilities are wide open. Anything could happen. Anything can right? happen. I, I suppose. I'm just thinking, I'm like, well, is this how we like suddenly get Bughead back? But it's like... <laughs> A threesome of them and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Ethel's gonna walk in and be like, God damn it again? <laughs> Shit, fuck, piss. I tried so hard this time. I won a beauty pageant. I am the most beautiful. What do I have to do? <laughs> 
Bethel was not in this episode at all. We can't all own movie theaters over here. <laughs> oh my god. Starling, do you have any predictions? <laughs> Ethel buys a movie theater. Ethel buys a movie theater. <laughs> you know what they could have done? Is they could have brought back the drive-in for this. They yes. could have like set up a makeshift, like, hey, we're all going to drive to this field and watch the movies there. And then that would be like, you know what we should call this? And like it becomes the spot that the drive-in was. That would be a wild anachronism for them to invent the drive-in movie theater in 1955. Not invent it, okay. but they like make a makeshift one. And right, it's then right. where like... The future Riverdale drive-in goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand, actually, why they haven't played into the having a drive-in, because <laughs> it is the time period to have a drive-in. Did the drive-in actually get demolished? I like, think the filming so. location? I think the film location is just gone. <laughs> and so they don't have anything to use for it. Because uh, otherwise, there's no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> like, they could have done all of this with Veronica owning the drive-in. Yeah, yeah. It would have made her, like, sleeping in it for a while. She sleeps in the place that Jughead lived! It would have made it really sad and also the historical resonance thing. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, she just sleeps in a really cozy-looking office for a while. It's Like, it's not ideal, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. There's no shower in there. Probably not. No. What if there were? What if every movie theater had a secret shower? It's okay. They're in, like, gym every day. Yeah, yeah. They can shower there. And they do, which is something that we don't see. Okay, so this episode is... Julian comes out of the shower. Julian does come out of the shower. Uh, This episode is, like we said at the top, nearly every plot is about sex or, you know, pornography or like... Sexy things. It's sexy things. The the realm of sex. Sex work appears in this episode in, in many forms. Why was it not... Sexy. Why? Like they well, they sexy. could have not nothing was sexy. I'm, like they didn't fail at being except, sexy, except they, for like the they actual failed photo to shoot. attempt to be sexy. Yeah. What is the the decision there? Because the trailer promised sexy. Yeah, and the only thing that was was like the photo shoot. Yeah. I mean, boys watching films aren't isn't going to be sexy. <laughs> Depends on how much you see of the films. But like. The boys watching them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not sexy. <laughs> I disagree. I don't. It has the potential to. It wasn't. It, it was goofy cartoon time. Well, yeah, but it has the potential you're, you're to be. Literally watching it with like twenty boys from the football team. Yeah, but like they if, weren't setting that up to. But if there were like close-ups on like goosebumps going up, if their gaze wasn't like, <laughs> but more like, uh, you know, like the potential is there. They just didn't choose to go I'm for I'm glad it. they didn't go that way. Yeah. It, that would have... I don't want to see them all having that experience together <laughs> with Julian. Ugh. And maybe that's, that's the and answer. Like, that's the answer. Veronica behind them all? <laughs> no. No, it's no. Not, it's, not, it's not the show for that at this point. It's not the show to watch our characters just like coyly bite their lip and, and Veronica... Plays with her pearls very absent. At one point yeah. in time, this show was. Yeah. What it is yeah. right now is not. Right. The like, show has gotten... Sex Archie has gotten less sexy. Yeah. Over the, I mean, over the years. Back when we were throwing people up on kitchen counters. Yep. That was the time to do it. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right where we are right now in this season? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I guess that's because people are coming here for the characters. They're coming here for goofy uh, times. Once in a while, at least. Yeah. And dramatic, your mom slaps you in the face times. Yeah. 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 So what are your predictions? Oh, right. We were doing that. Yeah, I asked you. So, Dolan, what are you predicting? No, I asked you. I asked you first. You do not get to do that, mister. I asked you. So, so. So? Cheryl Cheryl submits their photography to Femme. You can't take my prediction. To Femme and In, but lists the name as Penelope Blossom and, like, dates it, like, minus X number of years to make it believable. No. Yeah, no. yeah. Makes it come across as like real vintage stuff. And uh, uh, so... No, Cheryl's going to invent Photoshop <laughs> uh, and do that. She's yeah. gonna, she's, you know what? She's going to take their photo, but she's going to figure out a way to like superimpose her mom's face mm-hmm. and then send it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's just my prediction, but with more steps. It was my original prediction in the middle of the episode, and I swear if you edit it out. <laughs> well, it's not about submitting the photo. It's about uh, uh, making people think Penelope is in the magazine. And that's why you need to put the face. Okay. Because no one's going to think, oh, yes, that looks like her. Teamwork, I love you. Mm-hmm. We're the Archie and Reggie of this apartment. Uh, obviously. Yes. I'm the Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> you got the muscles. Yeah. He doesn't have the muscles in May-December. He dad-botted. He, he barely. Se- no, he didn't dad-bot. No. He there, there just are, stopped doing all the ab work. His arms are still ripped. His arms are still, like, the muscles are there, but they're not visible. And, like, in, I think his He's most. not chiseled. In his most notable shirtless scene, he is, like, slouched and bent in a way that makes him look dad-bodier. Yes. It, like, squeezes a false pooch out. Yeah. Yeah. He he stopped working out for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> he had more carbs and is far less dehydrated than on a, 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 a Riverdale, Riverdale shirtless yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, what normal people look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he still looks great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what we know is happening next time is an episode called A Different Kind of Cat. Yes. This yeah. This is not a movie. No. This is named for an Eartha Kitt song, I'm a Different Kind of Cat. And Josie is back. A very normal kind of cat, at least as far as this program goes. Perhaps one of the most common kinds of cat in the show is Josie McCoy. Josie is back and she uh, is trusting Veronica with her red carpet movie premiere. She's premiering a film at the Babylonium. And of course, she's promoting this premiere with a concert. Perhaps it is a musical film. Who knows? She arrives in a great big fancy car. Yeah. That's the whole trailer. That's it. That's it. it. You're really trying to stretch that. It's to the point. You are trying to stretch the information we have. Well, the first thing you see is the big grill of the big fancy car. I like it. It's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But there's not much from that trailer. (laughs) She wears a big shimmery gown, not dissimilar to uh, polyamorous's. (laughs) It's different. Yeah. It is different. But do you think I'll finally get sweet pea? Will Sweet Pea come with... Is he like a roadie? Can he at least be like her bodyguard? Yeah. 
Maybe like, he's the driver of the big fancy car. Like, I would really like one appearance of Sweet Pea. <laughs> like, this is this is the time to get your your cameos, right? It's the last, it's the big farewell. Everyone knows it is. It's the last few episodes? Like, yeah, come yeah. on. Come on. I won't even say the name, but I'm thinking a name. Joaquin? FP? <laughs> Who are you talking? Joaquin is not dead in this timeline. He's not fucking dead. He's not dead here. He's not dead. Could finally get a Joaquin <laughs> reunion. But the other one is is who sh- I I cannot name because I cannot bring my hopes up enough to even mouth the the, the words. Oh. Yes. Oh. FP? I won't say it. Okay, I said it earlier. Yeah, I've I know. said it several times And I now. said the other one oh. is the one I did. Oh, I, I didn't know you meant the other one I the said. The other one you I said. Thought you just meant like you had a different one, a third one. <laughs> and I was like, who the fuck are you hopeful for? <laughs> Jellybean? Like, oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we know. That's what we know. Uh, next time, we'll be back talking about that. Yeah, it's the final countdown. There are four left. Episodes of Riverdale. Anyhow, that's all we have for you today. Uh, if you'd like to share the love, and we know you do, uh, everyone's loving up on everybody this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you tell them about it? Share the show with a friend mm-hmm. or a sure. respected enemy. Or that also works. You can also uh, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to us. Mm-hmm. I just went and read our most uh, recent uh, uh, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. The only ones that should exist. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're the only ones that are honest and accurate. Anyone who's leaving us something else sucks. <laughs> well, they're a liar and a cad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A dissembler of false information. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at sex underscore Archie. For now. <laughs> yeah. Or you can go find us elsewhere, I guess. You can like, try. Who knows? So with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. I'm horny as heck. My ringtone now. <laughs> 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 <laughs>